Vox Quick Hits. It's Today Explained. I'm Halima Shah, filling in for Sean Ramos Farum this week. We are a year into the pandemic, but President Biden says there is hope on the horizon. After this long, hard year, that will make this Independence Day something truly special, where we not only mark our independence as a nation, but we begin to mark our independence from this virus. That's good news for just about everyone, especially for parents. Dad, I don't know how to get into Google Classroom. But it's too much to read the email. It's too much to read. It's like 50 pages long. Homeschool, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of homeschool. Some kids are starting to leave the house with masks and social distancing and staggered school schedules. But to truly get back to normal, we need something we don't have yet. Vaccines for kids. And approving those isn't going to be easy, but it will be worth it because kids can get COVID 19. Caroline Chen is a healthcare reporter at ProPublica. She laid out the rare but real scenario of what happens to some kids who get COVID 19. So, a lot of your listeners might have heard of what's known as multisystem inflammatory syndrome in children, MISC, which is when basically the immune system kind of freaks out and um, there's sort of widespread inflammation, which can cause cardiac dysfunction and kidney injury and sort of all sorts of inflammation throughout the body. And this type of case, there have only been about 2,000 uh, cases um, as of early February. Um, all of this to say that Kids are not totally spared by coronavirus, even though it much, much more rarely affects them seriously. So around 11% of all the cases that we have seen in the U.S. have impacted kids under 18 that we know of. And then there's this even smaller percent that gets a really scary inflammatory syndrome called MISC. But now we do have a vaccine. So who can get it? The answer is for children age 16 and up. So that's what it's indicated for in the label, and that's what it's been tested for and sort of proven to be safe and effective for. So 16 and up right now. And what's the state of vaccine trials for younger children, everyone from age 15 to day one? So there are multiple trials ongoing for the teens groups, and Pfizer has already finished enrolling its 12 to 15-year-old trial, and Moderna is in the middle of enrolling as well. So that teenage cohort, the trials are well underway. When you start going under the teenagers into the younger kids, that's where the timelines get a little bit squishier because we just don't know when those trials are going to be enrolled in the first place and then completed. So oftentimes the timelines that are given by officials or by trial investigators just have to be estimates. So at this point, I think what we can say is that the teenage trials are well underway. The younger children trials will start after the teenage trials are done, and the timeline for those are much squishier. Well, let's talk about the case for vaccinating kids in the first place. Because if vaccines are one of the many factors that will help kids get back to school, 
I can imagine there's going to be a lot of mixed emotions about this. I mean, on one hand, you want your kid to return to the classroom, but then on the other, you might think, kids are already at such low risk for COVID-19. Why should I subject them to a new vaccine whose long-term impacts aren't even clear yet? So all of what I'm sharing with you here comes from my reporting by going to pediatricians and going to infectious disease experts. And so what I went to them and said was, look, if these studies pan out, you know, best case scenario, would you want every child to get a vaccine and why? And I talked to about five experts who were all pediatricians and some of them were also infectious disease experts. And they all were like, yes, I would want every kid to get a a vaccine. And it was interesting because there were sort of two levels on which they were thinking. One was the level on which they were saying, for the individual kid, we still want to make sure that they don't run the risk of having, of course, the chance of getting something like MISC, because it is still possible, even though it's a super low chance It is still possible. And then, of course, we have cases that are coming up like long COVID, which has been seen in young adults, uh, in teens, where even if you have potentially mild symptoms, they sort of have long-term effects of COVID. So you're balancing the individual risk here of obviously almost zero chance of fatality, but there are potential long-term side effects of catching COVID for the individual patient. So that's sort of an individual question. Every day when I wake up, I have constant migraines, severe headaches, and um, I'm super dizzy. My stomach hurts, um, I vomit, my heart races, and I can't read or write. But then there was this population-level argument that almost everybody was making, which is that children are like 20% of the country. And right now, to get the pandemic under control, there are so many reasons why we want every single person who can get vaccinated to get vaccinated. So we need to try to reduce the threat of new variants, for example. Like every case of COVID is a new chance for the virus to mutate and turn into something else. Like the virus doesn't know whether it's in a kid's body or an adult's body. And every new case gives the virus a chance to mutate. We don't know the probabilities here, but one of the pediatricians I talked to said, well, you know, there's always a chance that the virus turns into a variant that could be more dangerous for children. That's his worst case scenario. He really does not want that to happen. So even though very few kids develop these severe cases of COVID-19 and the inflammatory syndrome that could result from it, we should basically vaccinate them, one, to help us reach herd immunity, and two, because it's going to help us avoid new variants? Yeah, I will say here that at this point in time, I don't know if we are going (laughs) to, this is a whole other podcast that we could talk about. Are we going to reach herd immunity as a country or a globe or is COVID-19 going to ultimately become endemic? But the goal is, of course, for for us to curb this pandemic, end it and make COVID-19, if we can't make it totally go away, to turn it into something where we really don't 
have to be scared of it, like basically reducing it to a cold. And these vaccines can do that because they have been proven and they have incredible efficacy at keeping people out of the hospital, even if they do catch the virus. That was an excerpt of Today Explained. To hear the whole enchilada and others like it, check out Today Explained wherever you check out your podcasts.